Welcome to Revitalizing the Declining Church with Dr. Desmond Barrett, brought to you by the Eastern Kentucky District Center for Church Revitalization, a center that envisions to partner with churches and her leaders to strategize, strengthen, and discern the spirit of God's will for the local church. Welcome to episode 27 of Revitalizing Declining Church. I'm your host, Dr. Desmond Barrett. On today's episode, I want to talk to you about ready, set, go as you deal with church revitalization. Before we get into today's episode, I want to thank our sponsor, the Eastern Kentucky District, comprised of 57 churches led by District Superintendent Doug Wyatt. The district has discovered that even in her mountainous green paradise, covered with forests and dissected by streams, people still need Jesus. The Eastern Kentucky District Influence stretches from all areas east of the dividing line in Interstate 75 in the Commonwealth of Kentucky to her southern border in the beautiful Cumberlands, along the Ohio River to the north, and to the west side of the district where she joins the Appalachian Mountains. The Eastern Kentucky District of Churches is responding to the call to be kingdom people. Let me encourage you to come be a part of this excellent district today. If you are looking for a church that needs to be revitalized and you believe that you're called as a revitalizer, I imagine District Superintendent Doug White would love to speak with you. On today's episode, I want to talk to you about Ready, Set, Go. Have you watched or participated in a race and you've heard those words, ready, set, go? If you have, you know the excitement and maybe even nervous anticipation for the race that is about to start. Once the flag or starting whistle has blown, you realize that you are all alone, probably rather quickly. Sure, there are others around you on the course or on the sidelines cheering you on, but you are essentially are all alone inside your thoughts. All the training, all the special dieting, and exercise were for this particular moment. The race would not be won or it would not be lost by what you did in the past, but by the course conditions that you're dealing with right now. In a church revitalization effort, you have to be adaptable. You have to be someone who starts well, who does fairly well inside the middle of the race, meaning as you go along, you're adapting to the changes, but you always have to keep going. All the training in the world would not change how you react to the conditions you face on the course, as you have to live in the moment. So too for the established church. The church was planted decades ago with a missional seed to reach the community or neighborhood with the gospel of Jesus Christ. That seed germinated in the hearts of others. The early planters and converts tended it to the faith that they had in their season and in their moment in the life of that local church. So what happened? Why is it that your church or many churches are plateauing or declining? You know, we go off to Bible college or seminary or we come up through the course of study inside our own local districts. And we look for opportunities, opportunities to serve, and we think we have it all. And then we hear the starting gun, ready, set, go. And we start off well, and we we are excited about what God is doing inside our local church and inside our, our community around us. And yet, somewhere along the way, we begin to get discouraged. We begin to get upset. We begin to want to walk away from what is happening inside the local church. Why is that? I believe all the training that we have does not course correct 
meaning it doesn't prepare us to course correct. That's you. That's your relationship with Jesus Christ. Somewhere along the course of the race, the people veered off God's missional vision for the church. Is that you? Have you begun to veer off from God's call for your local church? Maybe a pit stop happened during a pastoral transition and your local church began to to regress instead of progress. A pull-up occurred during infighting between the members. Whatever the cause, the race that started out so strong has become a struggle for many established churches. All the goodwill found early on in the hearts of the planters has dissipated by the time that you have come along in this established church. Now the church is just trying to hold on and and you feel at times you're just the glue that keeps them together. When a church faces a crisis of identity, they either will double down on what they are doing wrong and they're going to think it's correct, or they begin anew in a new direction. The record of achievement will only be known in the one church in the the one church that lives or dies. Or even then if we're honest, it's only eternity that will know which one produced the real good fruit. So I want you to ask yourself today revitalizer as we dive in today's episode. Will your church change or keep doing the same thing in a different result? Let's personalize that. Will my local church change or keep doing the same thing, expecting a different result? That's what I want to dive into on today's episode. And so let's get into some of the points. The first one is this, is you have to find the church's purpose. Find the church's purpose. Walking the halls of your church, what do you sense is the purpose of your church? To help members? to serve in the community, reach the lost, share the gospel. Somewhere inside the hallowed halls that you walk is the answer. What is the purpose of my local church? Plaques, trophies, and other hardware show what she used to be. But today, the established church is bleeding members, aging as a population, and has lost most of its missional zeal. But that does not have to be the ending point for your local church. Use the negative feeling as a warning sign to change and adapt to the demographics and needs currently expressed and experienced by the community just steps from the steeple of your church. The church cannot go in the community as lay missionaries until it knows the why it should go in the first place. Regardless, if you are the pastor, or you're listening as a lay member at your local church, you have an obligation to begin to evaluate, to observe, and to talk through who the church is today and where you want her to be in the future. Conversations will lead to conversations down the road if the church is willing to find a purpose. Conversations will lead to more conversations, which will ultimately lead to conversions. Think about that for a moment. You're called to win the lost. You're called to reach others with the gospel of Christ. Yet if you don't know your why, if you don't know the purpose of why you're even there in this season in the life of the church, 
You're never going to have more conversations that will lead to conversions down the way. The second point is, is that you have to find the church's passion. What are you passionate about? Think about that for a moment. What you are passionate about will be lived out. So what is your local church's passion? While just a building, the church is made up of wonderful, passionate Jesus followers much like you. There are things that the church people are passionate about and uh, that have really delineated who they are as a local church. Sometimes passion is seen in tradition. Sometimes it's seen in dedicated rooms or special nameplates on furniture. Other times, passion is seen in collecting things that fill up former classrooms where children once played. Whatever the church's current passion is, it is there to be evaluated by you as the leader. Instead of the passion being on things, God wants the passion for winning the lost, discipling the multitude, and walking in obedience with Him. So derive the passion from what is attainable and use it in your own local context. Let me give you, for instance, for instance, you may see a homeless person on a street corner or asleep in your downtown area, and you know the local community's kitchen needs more volunteers. You can take your your knowledge of the problem and combine it with a passion that you have for serving others and use it as the hands and feet of Christ in helping homeless at this soup kitchen. You see, my friends, it does not take a lot of money or time to be effective. On the other hand, it does take a passion for propelling the church forward into the community. And so, what's your church's purpose? What's your church's passion? And then you have to find the church's position. For many established churches like yours, they're shells of their former glory. They are large buildings, and they have a large building footprint, but a small footprint compared to the average weekly attendance. With the average size of the church smaller today than it was 10 years ago in many established churches, and most likely yours, the church cannot do what it did in the past. Simply replicating the former glory days will not help the church turn around. It will instead quicken the pace of closure and decline over the long term. While the position of the the past does not dictate the missional health of the church today, you can use it to lay a strong foundation for future missional outreach. The community does not need nor want the grand, glorious buildings or programs of the past. But a people, your people, your leadership, who will accept the unacceptable, who will care for the aging, who will love the orphans of the community. Sounds biblical, doesn't it? It is. And it is still purposeful. It is still meaningful, even today, thousands of years later, after those words have been written in the gospel. Using the limited resources that your local church has in a narrowly focused way can meet the community's needs through a missional church. The question you got to ask yourself is, what is my purpose? What is my church's mission and passion? And what is my church's position in the community?
while the church may feel winded by the race that she has run up to this point, the church still has more in her tank to give. The leg of the church's journey is not an ending or even a detour from the missional call, but I see it as a portion of the race where all past training will pay off. My friends, hear my heart. Just because the age of your church says you should die does not mean God wants you to die. That's going to be your choice. That's going to be your people's choice. I just believe that God is calling you, the established church pastor, the established church leader, to reach outside your four walls. Sometimes it's going to have to be you. You leading not only by what you say in your sermon, by what you do with your feet in the community. And over time, I pray God enables you to disciple others inside the four walls of the church to be those lay missionaries outside the walls of the four church. And over time, more and more people will be one to the gospel because of your example, of your people's example of following Jesus Christ into the community. It's not over. The race that your church is running has just begun. Yeah, you may be 45, 55, 75, 105 years old as a church, but God is not done with you just yet. Thank you for joining me today on Revitalizing the Declining Church. If you've enjoyed this podcast, would you be willing to share it with your colleague? How about on social media? Why don't you rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss it the next time it comes out. From the Eastern Kentucky District Center for Church Revitalization, this has been Dr. Desmond Barrett reminding you to stay prayed up and keep pressing forward. God is on your side.